Hello and welcome to the Nazarene's Christian Podcast with myself, Joel Cleary, Daniel Allen and Simon Hutton. How's it going? I know bad. I it was good. Huh? Aye, good. <laughs> Finally made it here today. Can't be waiting on you for two weeks. <laughs> Can't wait to get you on here to say that. <laughs> I knew it nah, was coming. Good. I it's knew really, it was really good coming. to see you here. Nah, sure. it's, been, what, it's not been the same. It hasn't yeah, been the same. I'm glad. Nah. To, I'm glad to be back. Eh? But okay. again, ah, it's good to have you back on the guitar aye. beforehand as well with the worship and aye. it's good. Aye, it was good. It was. Aye, aye. All right then, see you next week, guys. <laughs> that, that's all the time I have, guys. Um, I shoot off. Aye, so actually, why don't we start with how the last couple of weeks has been for you? So I obviously have not made it um, for the past two podcasts. Uh, first week, um, I was moving into a new home, um, which is an answer to prayer, thank God. A couple of bits and bobs wrong with the home, but aye. easy enough to fix, I think, I hope. Um, uh, it's good location, ten minutes away from church. Yeah, amazing. Very near work. Um, it's great for my dog as well. There's a park nearby, and no. um, so which is really good, which I really feel blessed about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just so busy, and obviously I couldn't make the the last week's one because I got told the wrong time. <laughs> 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 you stick me in, I stick you in. <laughs> pointing the finger at anyone? <laughs> Actually, I'm pointing all fingers, so none are pointing back. No, but um, I have been keeping up to date with the podcast, and it's been it's been sounding really good. Aye. Aye, it's been really good. That's good. I'm glad. Glad you thought so. I was really struggling. In fact, if <laughs> yeah, I'm two years well, if I'm being honest, I've not actually listened to last week's podcast again after speaking. But um, for speaking at my brother there and stuff, it's he said he seemed to really said that he really enjoyed it, and I mm. think it's good that it, it shows that again. It keeps it's keeping things. It's real and it's how you feel on the day. Yeah. And sometimes mm. you can be full of everything, and then on the day, oh. it's like. You struggle a bit and yeah. also we're well aware of the spiritual side Absolutely. of things that yeah. we come under a lot of attack and there's so many different things that try to get in the way. And before you start a podcast, just like, well, today Joe was mm. drinking, we were cackling <laughs> joke before it and Joe almost choked on his tea before we started. <laughs> um, but I, and then Amanda started flinging me a bit of the living room in front of my mates. He seemed the light. Oh man. Aye, what about yourself? How's how's your week been? Week's like been really, 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 really good. Um, honestly, so you'll have heard uh, there was good things last week. I even tried mm. to <laughs> tried to think about them whilst we were on the bar. I was like, "There's loads of stuff." I just kind of think of them. I got engaged last like the the week before. Mm-hmm. It was my birthday. I'd had lots of I actually was discovering so much in the word, but because it's just. One slip up, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, I, and and that's I, that's the that's the impact that it can have on you on you. Um, and I just, I was just I felt totally disconnected for God for a bit mm-hmm. for almost two weeks. It's not been two weeks, but it was it was over a week anyway. Um, over the last two podcasts, basically. And I was in just, I felt totally disconnected for mm-hmm. God. I know I wasn't, but I do feel that God allows Him to turn His back on you as a way of showing you mm-hmm. what it feels like when you disobey him when you disobey his rules he lets this is him disciplining us as his children and this is as any parent does they, they discipline you so you learn from your mistakes and have i learned from my mistake absolutely mm-hmm. uh, because i know now i'm not going to slip up that way again yeah. i do intend to fully repent i have repented fully i've turned away completely 180 degrees i'm the, walking the other direction now mm-hmm. and it's not yeah. going to happen again as long as i remain in christ as long as he remains mm-hmm. in me it won't happen again and again 
it's been 12 days now since this since i've slipped up and again it's longer than i went the last time mm-hmm. it's now you know what i mean and yeah <clears throat> it's just the power of the holy spirit is amazing because yeah. now it's it's overcoming and we can overcome sin and again we're still we're still human and if we are slipping up it's just getting back into christ mm. it's so important to just get back there and i think you mentioned that last week si or maybe either on the podcast or not on the podcast we've been speaking so much about this me and si over the last couple of weeks but one of the things that is is, is if you do slip out if you find yourself out of christ if you mm. find yourself guilty of sin repent immediately mm. and get back into his arms as soon as you can don't let a day go past don't let don't let satan accuse you and don't feel condemned for longer than you have to there's there's obviously going to be right like rightful sorrow like Mm -hmm. just sorrow because you have sinned and you should feel a level of guilt because you've disobeyed god but as long as you're returning to his word praying repenting truly turning that 180 degrees and walking the other way then when when, so so to know that you you are in a state of repentance and you know you know in yourself that the convictions there, you, 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 it's like you're almost feeling sorry for yourself, which mm. you do, which you do as well in a sense. Yeah. But it's knowing that how, like, like Joe was saying, how distant you feel because Christ has no place. The Holy Spirit has no place among sin. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When, when you when you turn away, when you're turning away, and you're you're choosing the things of the the world of the flesh, the two things don't come together. And it's not until you do that that you realise how lonely yep. you are. Oh, totally, um, totally. After just speaking speaking last week, and I, I'd, been, I'd been on fire for days and days and days and just everything, I, I was seeing clarity and everything. God was speaking to me, using me in all different situations. And then I ended up slipping up with something myself. And, um, and right away, actually, what, what it was, it was like, it was like denying. So on Sunday, we were talking about um, the story of Peter when he was following when he was following Jesus mm. um, and how he denied Jesus three times um, before the cross and I f- that came on the Sunday after I'd went and slipped up and it was my my, my slip up was with with that was with alcohol um, I went and I went and met up with a couple of people and I ended up ended up drinking but it was like with Peter I said I seen that myself as that because I denied so and so when I went and drunk. I had to literally, because I've been, because I've found Christ and I've been given all these gifts, uh, the Holy Spirit, and I'm able to see what, see what I should be doing. I've got discernment in a situation and then the authority to take, to to overcome Mm. that, that temptation that's there. Mm. But I've been doing this for the period of 10 days and stuff in my past life. This was every single day near enough. I was, I was out doing it. But, I denied and there's no two ways about it and and you can't you can't continue to you can't continue to 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 claim that you're you're in Christ and you're following Christ and then consciously continue to sin there's something wrong with your relationship with God because for one it says that you should be putting Christ first before everything else now if you put him first how can you be how can you be turning around and choosing to sin consciously yep. well, for me. So back back to the point of denying it. So I denied them when I knew I had the authority over it. I specifically went out my way feeling convicted before I've done it, which is so dangerous. And I, I, I can't emphasize how much. Never do it. Never do it. Um, but I done that. And then when I was out, um, 
when we were we were talking about talking about God and different things, and certain things were said, and I sort of denied it. I sort of denied sticking up for what I believe to a certain to a certain mm. sense through the alcohol. So the alcohol was the gateway for me into this this place where multiple sins come through it, and I denied them again there and then the next day because of my conviction because of feeling so bad i mean i was praying on my way home when i was coming home that night saying like lord i'm sorry ken and i and, and i was almost saying i'm glad you've you've shown me something through this whole situation no. i'm glad that we've actually spoke about god with people and just because god can use you to speak to someone through a situation yeah that's not me getting used for drinking yep. and doing it that's mm-hmm. god because he's bigger than me using that situation for his glory using the best of a bad but, situation yeah making yeah. the best of a bad situation but then the next day when i was feeling really really convicted about it i was in a place where i thought to myself do you know what i've consciously went out my way here and turned to something which i know to be a sin for for myself i know it's sin and i've done stuff through it knowing beforehand that i shouldn't have done it and this is like and and see to me well the way i felt convicted was am i literally tossing my my inheritance i'm up here in the air on the top where i toss a coin and saying if well if god comes back and i've consciously made this decision and denied him Mm. and denied him for the for the world for for flesh then what's going to what's going to happen to me and i thought because of what i'd done I thought there's no place for me in heaven. I was like, why should I? He's died on the cross. I've known this. I've known the truth. And the truth, it should have set me free. But if if, it's, if it shall be, if that was the case, then why have I done this? So this is how I was feeling. And and, I, and I'm very, my, my, mind, my mind's not changed on that in, in regards to like, I can't do that again. Like I, I don't, I feel it's literally spitting in the face of someone that's that's given everything for me for me to be selfish yeah. and but anyway I've it, it took me that day having phone calls with different people and speaking about it and really hanging to saying right okay well I, I'm in repentance and I was repenting and I've ke- and I've came back I asked Christ to become the centre of me having to put him first again and but I still felt alone for the for like for a good few days like yeah. feeling really really lost because because it was like, why should I be getting used? Ken, I was full of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, when Christ's in you, you get all the gifts of the Spirit. You have all these things. And it was like, I think it's like almost a form of punishment for the disobedience, like for what for what I'd done. And I just felt, I just felt alone. But through the through the course of the week, I've been came back to myself a bit. I mean, there's even been there's even been amazing things that have happened since then. And when you come back in true repentance. He is there for you. But then I, I think that it, the, the main thing to emphasize here is the fact that you're not fooling anyone. Mm-hmm. Do you know, like it's, yes, we're forgiven. And I believe that with all my heart. That's what I believe. I believe if you come back to God with true repentance and you ask to be forgiven, you'll be forgiven, right? But when you get up there and you, if you're using his blood, that the fact that he died on the cross as a, as a, as an excuse, an excuse yeah. To sin, then who are you kidding? Yeah. I mean, you're transparent. God knows you. You can't hide from these things. Yeah. And um, I so that was that's that's where I was in that yeah. situation. Totally. We'll all find ourselves in those moments with that, that classic scenario where you've got a little angel on your shoulder and a little devil on your shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who do you listen to? And I think Christians <clears throat> so often 
give in to that little devil on the shoulder that says mm. i'll just date this one time uh, and then I'll, i won't do it again or like i'll just date this one time and then i'll pray and ask to be forgiven and, yeah, I'll, and yeah. I'll move on and we give into it all the time and and I think the more and more you get used to saying no to these things, you actually start to recognize when you're in that situation. Yeah. I've, I've yeah. been catching myself with a, with a, with the two, yeah. <laughs> with the angel and the devil on the shoulder. I've, I, I keep catching myself in that situation. I keep feeling, but it becomes clearer and clearer and clearer when you're in that scenario, you start recognizing it almost instantaneously yeah. where you're like, I know what's going on here. Mm. Beat it. And yeah, <laughs> I because, know exactly what's happening. Because it gives happening. you the, the, yeah. the discernment and the, the, yeah. the understanding to yeah. know what you're about to do. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. The longer you go denying yourself and taking up your cross every single day, mm. the easier it is to recognize when you're about to be tempted. Mm -hmm. And ah, it's, it's really, it's really amazing. Like, I, I mean, it's so true as if we remain in him, he remains in us yeah. and you totally see it. The longer that you start to remain in him, the, the more powerfully you feel him remaining in mm -hmm. you. Um, I totally. So I just for anybody that might be going through similar things, um, it's, it's, we're all still learning. Every mm, single absolutely. Christian is on a journey, and we're all learning new things every single I'm just day. Thankful that God's grace, absolutely, if, if, if the fact that He wants us, like the story of the prodigal son, He wants us. He meets us when we're coming. When we come back mm. to Him, He meets us there. He's wanting us to come back to Him, but never take. You can't take for granted. I think what what He's done, and if you are taken for granted then I would say you need to question yourself what your faith means to you and what 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 is he? What is God to you? What is Jesus' death on right. the cross to you? And it's something something to think about. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Without being judging, by the way, without judging, <laughs> it's just this is what he's... Sometimes when mm. I'm speaking, I'm speaking... It sounds like I'm speaking to to someone oh i'm judging you now Hi. i heard your phone go off there <laughs> but i'm, talk, I'm talking about what he's shown me and it's right to share that with other people Definitely. because if he shows you something people are free to say anything they want to say about about what i'm sharing as well and if you think something different like we say this is why we put up the pit that you can leave comments you can leave messages you Aye. can write something you can you can share anything mm -hmm. you want and it's right that we we see your point of view and we speak about that as well that's absolutely it. and and the thing to remember is so myself and Sai have only really been Christians for, uh, me and Amanda were looking at it last night. Um, she, Amanda gave her life on the 29th of January. It's actually longer than I thought. She's yeah. been a Christian for four months, just uh, three and a bit months. Um, and so I could have only been, it must have only been a couple of weeks I before I proper... Baby. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so I so she, <laughs> it's really similar. And then I was only maybe like a week before you, Sai. I think um, me and Rab were like hanging out a lot, and and that's when I truly learned about submitting and um, truly denying myself and true repentance. I think was the was the kind of first step was mm -hmm. was acknowledging that I was kidding myself on for mm -hmm. ages, thinking I'm I'm sorry, Jesus, while I was racking a line of cocaine. <laughs> Sorry, Lord. Aye. Oh, there I go having an hour one night stand. Oh, sorry, Jesus. I know I shouldn't do that. Oh, no, I'm beating myself up. No, you're not. <laughs> sorry for the maybe explicit stuff there, but it's 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 just no good enough. And I was holding myself to such a low standard of discipleship. Mm -hmm. You want to be a disciple, you need to deny yourself. Mm -hmm. Take up your cross daily and follow him. Deny mm -hmm. yourself. Deny yourself. It's so important. And it's, again, it's one of those verses that my, I myself just glossed over yeah it's it, like you uh, it's just it's just crazy and um, when we were speaking about um speaking about uh 
putting things up to leave a comment if you go to nazarenesquestionpodcast.com um, on the homepage there's a get in touch section and um, please feel free to leave a comment ask questions or whatever like that while you're listening to this we just want to say thanks for listening um, just looking here just now and it's it's really encouraging actually this is just across Amazon Spotify mm. um, this doesn't include YouTube so we've got about the same numbers over on YouTube but um, we're getting like if I tally this up, 10, 15, 20, it's like 45, 45, 47, 48, 49, 50, over 50 people are listening in America, mm -hmm. which, and that's just over Amazon and Spotify and stuff like that. 50 of you. So oh, thanks very much for yeah, listening. Sorry, Super yeah. encouraging. Then we have uh, over close to 30 listeners in the United Kingdom. Um, we've got somebody in the Netherlands listening. Hello. <laughs> we've got people in Poland, two in Denmark, which I believe would be my brother and his fiance. But it's, it's ridiculous. I know, totally. And we've barely, we've barely made any noise about the podcast. Yeah. Uh, so just thanks for listening. We hope it's an encouragement to you. Um, that's the whole point mm -hmm. in this podcast. Me and Sai actually mentioned, uh, meant to mention it on one of the last ones was just um, we do this t as a way to try and inspire and to mm -hmm. encourage and just to show the excitement of being a new believer and a yeah, new disciple yeah. and, and, and kind of exploring what that means because, um, because it's, it, it truly, 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 I mean this wholeheartedly is the most <laughs> exciting thing you can do mm -hmm. with your life. Oh, See, yeah. when you start opening yourself to the Bible, to the real living word of God, every mm -hmm. single day, there's nothing like it. There's no TV show that gives you yeah. that. There's no movie that gives you that. Even biblical it, movies, there's nothing yeah. that gives you the same access and that feeling of literally communicating yeah. with the all-powerful. The thing is, once you, once you give your life to Christ, your, your, your life actually starts to change Absolutely. step by step. Mm. And it starts to change for, for the better because now you're following the one true God. Yeah. And... You know, even I've heard stories of even some people when they've when they've given their life to Christ that their physical appearance can also change mm. as well. You know, you can seem a bit brighter. Or, what about that guy at the bus stop with Sai? Aye, aye. <laughs> you, you mentioned it briefly. I know that maybe you didn't want to go into it, but I don't know what I don't know what, what even happened. Just, <laughs> you were stood at the bus stop or something, and the guy was like, I "Just took my." The guy just basically nudged us and was like, "Man, he's like I can." feel i could feel your presence here he's like i normally didn't speak to anybody this is like but i can just feel that the lord's with you the holy spirit's with <laughs> mm -hmm. you again and i'm just sitting there at the bus with my hang on i was like wow i'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually talking about that actually um so i got the guy's number and um i've i spoke to him he was away seeing family i think in northampton and then um, he's back now I actually i need to, i need to hook up with him now oh, nice one. Back. Mm -hmm. um, it's just amazing when you're out and about like just the people that you you bump into, and I find, and again, it's like it's when you're when you're literally just walking, you don't know where you're going. You're saying, "God, just guide me today," and then mm. all these people just yeah. come mm. come in your path. It's amazing. Totally. Um, what what about? I'm just just thinking there. What about like Andy? So that Andy Flute was yeah, there yeah. on the, yeah. the weekend as well. Yeah, it was um, the that's another thing. Encouragement. He he came through from Birmingham and um, shared his testimony. And I met like really? I, said, I missed missed mm. his last one, but it was just he had such a humble guy on fire for the Lord. And and it's a, and it's really really good to see because you can obviously when he was telling his testimony, you can see the transformation like mm. in mm. his life because you're seeing what it was and there's and it's undeniable. Yeah. that that change could have occurred without Jesus and for the fire that's inside the guy 
for the Lord now, just to just to tell people and to share it. And you can see, you can normally, you can tell them people, do you know that you get a lot of jokers and a lot of kidders and stuff that mm-hmm. are out there, but you can't hide emotion. You mm-hmm. can't hide. Can when, when the Lord spoke to you and changed your life, like Daniel was saying, it is totally visible. You can see mm-hmm. it because right. when you're speaking, you're speaking with conviction, with, with conviction, with, with love, with, with all the all love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Ken, you've got self-control, Ken, that you would never have had before. No. And it's like you can just, you just, I'm just so thankful that the and that the Lord's the Lord's saved them, that, that mm. he's seen, he's mm-hmm. seen the the error of his ways. And it's like it's it's amazing. And now now that now that because of how his life was, this is the power of the testimony that no. he's got to change other people. Do you mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of people that can't go around jails and can't go and speak mm-hmm. to these people or wouldn't even have the have the guts or the conf- confidence. Even the experience to relate to people. Or the experience and, yeah, to relate. Yeah, and it's no. and it just shows so God God uses and it's it's all the way through the Bible, even the disciples, look, mm-hmm. they were all all different, all <laughs> different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And it's like <clears throat> I God God uses who he wants to, he can oh, shape yeah. anybody in whatever yeah. way he wants to do. And against all odds, when you cry out to him, when you truly cry out to him, that's the, that's the beauty of it. When you're in true need and you truly cry out to him, Lord, help me, come to me, Father, hmm. save me, show me the way. And it, and if not if you're half-heartedly wanting to do it to get through a situation, mm-hmm. but if it's with all your yep, heart sincerely. and all your heart, then in your soul's crying out to him, then he, then he answers you. He's... he's He's done it for me. He's done it. He's done it for Joel. He's done it. And yeah. I think, how can we not honor him? Mm-hmm. How can we not glory, show him his glory and glorify his name by going out and being servants for him yeah. after that? And so it's just, good. it's just amazing. It's, it aye, really it's is. Good. It really is. Um, it's, uh, it's funny. I've been praying a lot recently, seeing Sai over the last couple of weeks. I was, uh, I was like, right, I need to get some of this. I need yeah. to, uh, I need to get some of this uh, communication with God. And just watching Sai over the last couple of weeks has been such an encouragement and encouraging me to to just pick up my Bible mm-hmm. and spend more time because mm-hmm. I was still reading like a chapter here and there and a couple yeah, of chapters yeah. a day. But I, I'd I'd be speaking to Sai and he'd be like, I've just sat for like however many hours again reading his Bible, and I'm like, I need to get some of that. Mm. So just. Uh, just on that, like just hearing each other and bouncing mm-hmm. off each other, it's, yeah. it's encouraging. And and as yeah. iron sharpens iron, yeah. Um, and and it's just we it's were talking important. about that earlier. Me and Sai, I were just saying that just meeting and talking. Mm-hmm. If one's not in the right place at the right time, yeah. the other one might be, and it bounces off, yeah. And, yeah. and it happens. You switch, you juggle it. Like yeah. Yeah. Well, that's how, that's I mean, how you were. You were yeah. you were you were struggling that week, and I was feeling really really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then. The next week was it just totally flipped round, and it uh-huh. says when there's more when there's two people there together. Yeah, but in fact, I want to. I need to find the scripture. Aye, for the scripture, but it's important to be to be surrounded by 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 other Christians. It's important Absolutely. to be it's important to be building each other up and encouraging each other. I know for me personally, it's been a tough couple of weeks. And, for, and just we hangs like, uh, well, for today, for example, you know, we were going to do the podcast. To, mm. I asked to do the podcast tomorrow. Yeah. And after we agreed to do the podcast tomorrow, I went to the church meeting tonight because mm. I'm just not feeling it. But it, then you phoned and he's like, oh, I can, we can come down to yours and no. get you and stuff like that. We things like that, you know, it builds you up, it encourages yeah. you up, you know. And if one of you fall, fall or slip or whatever, 
you've got those people around you that love you and care for you I that want to that want to bring you back and I want to I know for me when when like meeting pretty much shy daily almost pretty much daily has kept me from going down like a rabbit hole almost because I've had a few slip ups but I wouldn't have wouldn't have had the 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 big slip ups if I didn't have anybody around me to encourage me. me so um, yeah, the UCB, right. you know the UCB words of the day, word for today's yeah. the little booklets. Yeah. Today's one literally mm-hmm. write about this. So when God sends you an angel, part mm-hmm. four, um, and actually the ver- the verse that the word of today used was from Daniel. My God sent His angel when He shut the mouth of the lions, mm. and uh, it talks about doing the right thing. Um, God will send you angels when you're doing when doing the right thing gets you into trouble, and um, when you're tired of battle and temptation, He'll He'll give you a way out. Mm. And one of them is. Um, it talks about when the load you have been called to carry feels too heavy, facing the indescribable agony of being crucified on a cross, Jesus prayed the defining prayer of his life, Father, if you are willing, take, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. God will strengthen you through his word and prayer. Sometimes he will send people you know to help you do it. Paul wrote, we were harassed at every turn, conflicts on the outside, fears within, but God who comforts the downcast comforted us by the coming of Titus. Other times he will send an angel. Bottom line, when you call on God for help, you can be sure that help is on the way. Yeah, mm. absolutely. So yeah, good. Yeah, so good. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. He says, he says if you ask, mm-hmm. you'll receive. Yeah. Absolutely, hey, man. So, I mean, and it's, hey, man. but you have to. Mm-hmm. And again, I think we said a little bit about this last week. Um, but you have to be, yeah, first of all, you have to make sure you're in Christ when you're asking, when mm-hmm. you're asking for these things, because you need to, and then you need to have exercise your faith mm-hmm. by trusting that what you're asked for is going to be given to you if it's in his will, if it's for the glory of him, if it's to glorify him, and if it's something that's for Christ and that's going to glorify him, why would he not? Aye. Why would he not? Absolutely. And he wants to, and if it says, it doesn't say he might do it. There's a chance he'll do it. It says he will do it. You did mention this because then you talked about the he who asks for a scorpion and would his father give him an egg or something like that. <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite comical. It's quite comical, man. Um, yeah. Aye, so that again, that thing when we're mm. talking about like how when you've got people around you, so when you've got Christian people around you and you've got, you, you've, it's important to have mm-hmm. a close group. Of, um, you love all your brothers and sisters in Christ. You absolutely do. You want the best. In fact, pray for your enemy. So this is mm. what we'll get into this after. Um, but it says here, and this is in Ecclesiastes 5, 9, it says two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either one of them falls down, one can help the other up. Mm. But pity to anyone who, who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will be they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? It says, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Wait, where is that? In Ecclesiastes 5. That's amazing. That's brilliant, mm-hmm. eh? No, no, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 12 it is. Superb, huh? that's um, really good. I've seen it a few weeks ago and it's funny how just something comes back. Aye, aye, totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you're doing, but then again, it's like, and you notice that, see when there's three years, two years are good, like you say, you are helping. Mm-hmm. You can help pick each other up, but see when you've got three years, it's not just, and if you are, if you are, Talking about something, or use our quest, man. Uh, it's a phone not on silent yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was last time you said it. That was the hint to put it on silent. That's it now. Um, I so when two years are together, you can help each other. But sometimes, mm. sometimes it it can end up. Ken, it's like 
you're looking in the eyes. It can be like confrontational when you're doing it, but mm. see, we're having a third person there in our discussion as well. Mm. You can get a third point of view aye. and I hang it and breaks it breaks things kinda, up. And aye. I think, yeah. I think when threes are together, if two people are seeing someone, someone's can you, you can question each other. You can question something that you're thinking as well. Mm. And I don't know, there's just something. There is something about a third person. I, mm. I think for sure. And I definitely, definitely, you notice it in conversations. Like, yeah. Yep. Um, I feel safer when Daniel's around put it that way okay? <laughs> I mean, I'm a wee guy but sure <laughs> <laughs> put his belt on his jeans when I came out <laughs> that was really hard, uh, I might have to cut that I might have to cut that out I might leave it in though because it was hilarious oh man I don't know I should just leave it in honestly oh man I is there so I was just going to say is there anything like that's that's really good that's happened in your week. Any ups, downs, anything that you've liked to share in it? I've got a couple of things. Well, I'll just do the the kind of main thing that I've been thinking about. I'm not even gonna I'm gonna cut me saying that out. So Joel, reminder, cut that wheel a bit where I just mumble <laughs> crap it. <out. laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny because I'd been praying where to read recently and uh, I felt that God was telling me to read Ezekiel. Um and but I really wanted to read Daniel. The the furnace stories and the standing up against Nebuchadnezzar and all that kind of stuff. I thought, oh man, there's some great stories in there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, oh, maybe read Daniel first. And I felt God being like, no, I'll read Ezekiel. And I was like, I'll, what I'll do is I'll read Daniel and then I'll read Ezekiel. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I was at, I was at Charlotte Chapel on Sunday and he was talking about the temple and how it was built and how outside it you had the altar where you mm. would sacrifice and all that kind of stuff. And then there was a like a basin where you'd wash your hands before mm-hmm. entering mm-hmm. into like the holiest of holies, mm-hmm. the holiest of holies. Um, and he was, so he goes into Ezekiel and he was kind of getting you to flip and f- flip through all the uh, different parts of the Bible. And then he gets to about like cleansness, uh, about cleansing yourself. But like he talked about the disciples washing their hands before they ate and that Jesus's disciples never done it. And it really angered uh, like the Jewish Pharisees and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and so then he, he talked about the this prophecy in Ezekiel where he talks about how the Lord will sprinkle his people with water and mm. cleanse them and, and make them righteous mm. and that they would overcome all the sin. I think, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's in Ezekiel 36. And so I was like, oh, well, there's another sign that I have to read Ezekiel. Forget yeah. me, forget Daniel. <laughs> I'll get into Ezekiel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so... I started reading Ezekiel one night and my, oh man, it's Raj. Like the first chapter of Ezekiel is just, it describes um, Ezekiel being taken with a group of other people into captivity and then suddenly he beholds the presence of the Lord. And it's like these four cherubim, Mm -hmm. he goes in to describe all these cherubim and then above them all, there's this like crystal firmament above them all. And then above that, there's this sapphire stone where the presence of the Lord is. And he describes him as being like light, but like fire, like so bright, this like God. And he, he basically goes into all this stuff and there's just been so many things about Ezekiel where it's been talking about the, about God and about the fear of God and the just awesomeness of God. And it's just been, it's just been, it's just another reminder that we serve this God. Mm. We are answerable to nothing mm. on this earth. Nothing can stand against us because we are agents. We are servants mm. of this almighty El Shaddai Elohim. We are his people. We, mm. he chose us to, to glorify him 
nothing can come against us. And so when you're reading Ezekiel, there's just so much powerful imagery in there and the vision of like the dry bones where mm. he walks through the valley and he tells the bones to to come to life yeah. Yeah. and the bones just assemble mm. and God covers them with skin and flesh and tendons and uh, uh, there's so many amazing things and, and just the absurdity of like when, so Sai's been talking a lot about like obedience to, to God and yeah. mm. about just doing what he says, doing what he says and, and just trusting. In Ezekiel 3, so after he talks about um, the glory of God and coming over, like coming uh, to him and, and mm. showing himself to him, the glory of him and his angels and all this kind of stuff. It's hilarious because it <laughs> it talks about Ezekiel being so astonished he sits there for seven days. Mm. He just sits there for seven days, pure astonished and shocked, like can't just can't even fathom what's mm. can happen to him over <laughs> the last few visions of that. And then it talks about again what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks about our duty to go out and witness to the world. And it talks about the, in in Ezekiel chapter two from verse 16, it says, now it came to pass at the end of seven days that the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore hear a word from my mouth and give them warning from me. When I say to the wicked, you shall surely die and you give him no warning nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life. That same wicked man shall die in his, in his iniquity. Mm. iniquity being sin mm. um, but his blood I will require at your hand yet if you warn the wicked and he does not turn from his wickedness nor from his wicked way he shall die in his iniquity but you have delivered your soul it's our duty mm. to be warning people about the about the wrath of yep. about the second coming and about what's going to happen come judgment day um, and I so again it was speaking about this and then talking about the obedience where he's been talking about obedience and, and just doing what he tells you to do I don't think there's any, but well, so far that on my journey of reading this Bible so far, I haven't come across anybody that's been asked to do some of the things that Ezekiel's been asked to do. <laughs> so if I'm reading this right, and again, get in touch on the homepage in AzreensChristianPodcast.com if I'm wrong in this. I can't this. wait to blame him in tonight. <laughs> honestly, I can just honestly, tell by your face. Honestly, Ezekiel's hilarious, man. It's hilarious, but powerful. And of course, a lesson to us all. Um, mm -hmm. Because if you feel like God's telling you to do something, he probably is, no matter how ridiculous it might sound. Um, so he talks, if I'm right, please correct, correct me if I'm wrong. But he, he so... In, at the start of chapter four, he says, son of man, take a clay tablet and lay it before you and portray it on a city, Jerusalem. And it talks about like building this little mini Jerusalem. Mm. And then he like, <laughs> it's really hard to understand. I should have looked into like an explanation of it before it, but I find that if it's my definition of it, it's really intriguing. Yeah. Is uh, He then, he tells him to get like this iron plate and like he puts it on his head and then he lies against this like wee mini city of Jerusalem <laughs> and then he he says that God's going to bear down on Ezekiel the sins of the house of Jerusalem these Jewish people who have mm -hmm. been rebelling against God that that Ezekiel's just to lie down next to like and lay siege it says lay siege against this little, <laughs> this little mini town of Jerusalem so I don't know what that would look like but the way I'm picturing it is mental he's doing this in front of people he's built this little mini jerusalem and he's like doing these like plays in front of people like to show what god's mm. going to do to them and all this kind of stuff but the even crazier thing is is then he says for i have laid on you the years of their iniquity according to the number of days 390 days he's lying there doing on the ground for like over a year right and it talks about it talks about what he needs to eat and how he needs to drink and that he needs to make himself like bread 
and he needs to drink certain rations of water every day to like survive, right? Whilst he's lying beer on the ground, like as a demonstration to what's going to happen. And then he talks about, do you know how, guess, right, guess, use your, you come, come up with how, what, what would you say he's to fuel his fire to bake his bread with? I don't know. He's <laughs> to use his poo, right? So God, God says to Mate, I'm not even want to laugh because I've got the fear of the Lord that I hope I didn't get asked today. <laughs> no, no, but this is what I mean. This is what I mean, right? So he gets told that to start with. And then Ezekiel says, look, can I use something else, Ken, instead mm. of that? And then so he lets him use cow poo to, to cook his bread. It says um, that he's, he's to make his bread basically of that. And it's like... And he, he lies, so it talks about God giving him the strength to lie on a side because then he, he's to lie on one side for like hundreds of days and then he's to turn and lie on his other side and feel, feel the, the, the iniquity of the house of Jerusalem for another set amount of days whilst drinking tiny bits of water to get by and baking this bread over like cow manure. And like, my word, it's you know, mental. You know, like, so I'll need to read it myself, but I'm... I'm saying, like, if God's told him to do that, mm. he's been seeking obedience. Totally. He's been obedient, been but he's got yeah. him through it. Aye, aye, aye. If he can get um, someone through that, how much more <laughs> could he get? Could he get no. us through? See, when you talk about, like, God doing, obviously it's nothing like that, but see when, see, so God's been speaking to me all about obedience and, um, like, we all different things. And I think I mentioned last week about when I went to church and ended up, doing all this stuff and getting my tithe back. And I, well, mm. even, even the day, again, there's been a few things this week that he showed us. And even the day on the bus coming up here, and I've still been sticking by what I'm doing where I'm not to go on to a job and I'm not to ask for money um, when you do a job. So I went to do one job. It was a big a big job by um, putting up all this cornice in someone's house. And I told him at the end, I literally turned around and I went, listen, I was like, um, God's told me I'm not to ask you for money. If you no. want to give me something, you can give me it. If you don't, you don't. And it's, I mean, it would have been a, a couple of thousand pounds for the work. But I didn't end up getting the job. Like the person would have rather denied that, I think. Or maybe I'm hoping that something's came from it because I, I believe that's the whole reason why. I hope that, I know he's teaching me obedience, but I'm hoping that through turning around and sharing to people what it is I'm having to do and being a, by being obedient to God, I'm hoping that, that it's opening up doors for other people no. and planting seeds somehow. Um, he might just be solely doing it for my obedience. But um, I thought it was strange to me. I, I can't yet understand it that someone would rather pay someone money. Like they could have given me nothing. Mm. I said, I'm willing to do it for nothing. I'm not like, I, I would like myself to get paid, but I'm having to put my trust in the Lord for it. But anyway, so I never got that. And then um, I'm doing a wee job just now, which is the same. I've told this woman, I'm not bored. So I didn't know what's going to happen with that. And I'm thinking to myself on the bus, I'm like, I'm really, really, really skint now, but I'm not questioning God because I've been reading all about um, the book of numbers, about you shouldn't be, I ended up taking, um, it ended up taking Moses and Aaron, is mm. Aaron, Aaron, uh, Aaron, and um, to all this time to get through the desert, like forty years or something like that. When they they reckon they could have done it now in like a couple of weeks, but it was because <laughs> of their disobedience Aye. and they kept asking the Lord what's happening. And then they ended up get the Lord took them all the way through. Um, he was giving them giving them bread and gave them bread and water, everything they needed to survive. But they started moaning about that. Then they wanted to get. Then they wanted to get, um, they wanted meat. So so the Lord gave them meat, but the Lord poisoned the, the, the meat. So right. all the people that ate the meat ended up poisoned. Then it was with the water when, um, so so when he, when he broke, when he, 
when he hit the the rock and the water came out of it, they before that they were saying, "What have you done? Where have you led us? You promised you were going to take us to this place, say milk and honey. This and we've left, mm. we left mm. it there to come into the desert to do nothing. Why should we trust you?" So, so he they got doing in front of the in front of the tent and they they asked the Lord, "What um, Lord can you give us?" This? And the Lord done it, but. But do you know what he said? Because after that, he said, you won't, because of your not trusting me, mm. it won't be you that go into the land that I've promised you. It will be no. your, the next Aye. the next generation. And it's like, so who am I? I? I can't question anything, but out of, out of just, this is how God works. So I'm thinking I've got no money. Um, and when I'm on the bus there, I speak, uh, a guy messaged his um, Callum and uh, I didn't know well, someone phoned me and I didn't answer the phone because I never recognised the number uh, right away and I was on the bus and then next minute I've seen a message saying I'm looking for an evangelical Christian <laughs> um, plasterer here and I just started laughing so I was like I'll phone I was like I wonder who this is so I phoned up and um, I've done work for this Callum hundreds hundreds of times before I, I mean he's, I'd say he's more that pal than anything else um, he's a really he's, a, he's actually a really really good guy and um, but like I know that the Lord's basically just showing me a bit of favour and I know I'm going to tell him the same thing and I could be wrong. He could be the person that says, no, I'm not giving you nothing for it since you've said that. But I believe God's took me to this job because I'm going to say the same thing. Listen, I'm not to ask for anything, but I, I sort of know that he's, no, he wouldn't do that. Do you know what I mean? He's not the kind of guy to to just say, right, well, good. You're getting no, nothing no. now. Um, you better not take advantage of me, Callum. <laughs> <laughs> but I, so he gave me comfort in what was happening anyway. And also there was another thing, um, when it comes to trusting in the Lord for mm. stuff. So my kid, um, last time she, she she got her yearly jags last week. And when we gave her our six month jags or whatever it was, it was only one jag. And she ended up in hospital with a really, really bad fever up at like 39 and um, going on to 40. We were up hospital, couldn't give her calpo. It wasn't, it wasn't taking it down. Wasn't nothing. Um, we had to go get ibuprofen, take it. And anyway, it was a really, really horrible experience, really stressful for myself and my girlfriend. And then when I went to the doctors, doctors this time, this is our yearly jags and she had to get four. And I was really questioning myself. I was saying, what, what should I, Kim, what should I do here? Like, um, I wish I'd prayed a bit beforehand, actually. Mm. Again, the importance of praying and asking mm -hmm. God for direction before you no. do everything. But I'd went and by then it was like, well, I'm already here. So I'm questioning the doctor saying, well, what are these jags? What do they do, Ken? Does my daughter need these sort of jags? And she's like, well, we can't say whether you should or you shouldn't, but Ken, I can tell you what they're for. So right away I went, well, do you know what? I need to trust in God. And I went, I'm just going to pray over my daughter before you do anything. So I'm sitting in the doctor's and I pray for her. Um, oh, I love her with my heart. I'm just sitting thinking about her. It was a horrible experience seeing her getting the jags and being mm. distressed. Mm. But when I left, um, she went, you should probably give her some calp again beforehand to keep her temperature down if it comes up. And I felt God, God speaking to me and saying, no, he's like, you trust in me. You've asked me to look after her. Mm. Now trust in me. And all day was I was going for a spiritual battle because I went to the house and um, I looked and I was thinking to myself, like almost trying to trying to trust in God, but hoping that my girlfriend would give her cowpo because I mm. knew I couldn't do that. And I had to repent all day, Lord, I'm sorry for not trusting you. And I was doing it all every step of the way because doubt was coming into my mind all the way through this how was she last time? I need to feel her temperature. I need to check her temperature. And doubt was coming into my mind all the time. So I was constantly in repentance and saying, Lord, I trust you. I'm sorry that my mind, and I'm sorry that the attacks of the devil are, are playing with me and making me, questioning me, but I trust you, Father. And just kept on to say that because I'm telling myself, I trust him. I'm believing mm -hmm. what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And anyway, so I wrote down, um, we're in our, we're in our 
Master Life book that we've been talking about, we got to a point and it says, well, you're going to do a prayer diary and you write down, um, you write down something that you've prayed for on that day um, you write if there's a, if any scriptures or anything come to mind and then you write down the day, the day that it's answered. Um, and where, where am I? I'm just going to, two, six. So I wrote down, please look after my daughter, Georgia today for our Jags on the second, uh, the fifth, 23. And then the, the scripture that came to mind, I'm just going to have to look it up to see exactly what it, exactly what it says here. Um, was Proverbs 3, 5. I think I know it, but I just want to repeat what, it's, what it actually does say. And it goes, trust in the Lord with all your heart mm. and lean not on your own understandings and all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. Yeah, and so that night I'd went, I'd came, I'd went away to the meeting and I'd came back. And again, I was like, the, the, the doubt and stuff was coming there, but I kept praying against it. Anyway, Sammy, even my girlfriend said, Ken, like, do you want to give her some cowpole? She said, is she going to be too hot? And that I was like, listen, she's fine. God's told me she's going to be fine. I can't, I can't there, therefore go away and question what he's already told me. I went, because it's dangerous. And I'm reading all these things, like I said, in the book and uh, numbers and the stuff about questioning God after he's told you and promised something to you. Mm. Um, but anyway, so like, brand new she no no even side effects no even like she she was a bit needy like she needed her mum because but i think that was more the fact that when she tried to stand up her legs were all shaky because she'd been mm. injected four times but god answered that prayer to me and it mm. and showed me that right away and then it says four days later you need to check on them again because there might be other things and i went i'm giving that no authority when yeah. god promises you something believe and believe what he's telling you and and don't doubt in your mind because that's when things go wrong. Believe what he's promised you. He's a no. God of, of unconditional love that wants to see you prosper, wants to see you happy. And it's just, I just had to write in it. So the day I wrote on it, um, my answer was prayer. My Aye. prayers were answered. Hallelujah. Woo! God is good. Aye, God is, is good. It is good, man. It's amazing. Aye, totally. I remember you were talking about the prayer diary the other week. Um, it's just funny I to see that you've put something in it and it's been answered and it's ah, so, good. Aye, so good. Which leads to a testimony. Do you know what I mean? Aye, so, totally. so, so this story would never have been able to be said yeah. if you didn't ask him for something, yeah. if you didn't write down what it was and if you didn't Aye. expect, believe that Aye. was going to happen. Aye, you man. believe and you'll receive. Eh? So it's good. Word. So Aye. good. Praise him all the time, man. <laughs> Any Anything sticking out for you this week? Um, or the last couple of weeks? I think it's just similar trust and just... Trusting in God, yep. going through different battles in my mind and, and going through different battles with my non-Christian pals and, and seeing what they're doing and, and seeing what they're becoming and mm. and seeing how, how how trapped they are in this, in this these, all these worldly desires that no. they have and been asking God a lot le- recently that to give me more like opportunities to, mm. to speak about because I'm going to be honest, the only opportunity, the only time I speak to my pals about God is when I'm bevying. And no. I always say, I don't want a bevy for I don't want that to be an excuse to speak to my pals about God. You know, we'll be sitting in like, we'll be sitting in a gaff or we'll be, we'll be in the town and I'll, I'll say something like, right, I've got church on Sunday at this time. And then, they they all start talking and something you know the conversation would just spring up from right. there, but I'm thinking what why do I need an excuse to to 
um, to speak about God um, to my pals when I'm bevying. It's like I should be speaking about God all the time. Yeah. Obviously, mm. in work, it's, it's different. In work, it's, it's a lot harder. There's rules. There's 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 guidelines, you know. You, you know, if I can't exactly go out in my work and start going, can I pray for you? And, you know, oh, things yeah. like that. You know, that can, that can get me in trouble. Which I, just, well, I should just do it anyway. Because, yeah, again, going back to trust in the Lord. Yeah. And it's a big, it's true, big big you know challenge for me i mean i do trust them but when i trust them when i'm not going through trials but when i'm going through trials yeah it's the it's how much do you trust in god when you're going through these Mm. trials and that's just a battle for me that i'm going through at the moment because you know living alone you know having your own house now it comes with a lot more temptations a lot more more trials and I've got, I can do anything in that house. Nobody's got to know. Yeah. I don't need to tell anybody what goes well, on in that God house. God knows. And he exactly. is only present and he That's is there. Exactly. God knows. But So it's having that time where I'm just like, oh, I need to stay focused on God. No, I say work, I work overnights and stuff. So all I do during the days, I, I sleep and I wake up and I go to work. That's my life pretty mm-hmm. much. And I need to really make room and make time for God. Like I, I said for this master life course that Simon mentioned that when I finish work in the morning, I'll usually get home at like seven in the morning and time I take the dog out and I'll make myself a cup of tea and I'll put on some worship music. I'll drink my cup of tea and then I'll go to bed. And I've, I've been trying to devote time to, to instead of just sitting there having a cup of tea and listening to worship music that I'm actually making room for God, yeah, I'm putting on worship music in the background, but am I really ah, spending yeah. time with the Lord or is it just some background music, yeah. you know? So I've really been trying to make time for that half an hour in the morning, the time that I'm sitting down having a cup of tea and putting on worship music to go through this Master Life book yeah. day by day and not rushing through it. and Because mm. and, to be honest, you could get it done in about 10 minutes. A Aye, day, again, but no take day, anything from it. Yeah, right? no take anything from it, and that's my thing. Because I'd be looking, oh, I'm shattered, man. I'm just got quickly right. Mm. I don't need to read that. I'll just do that. But right, I don't need to do that. I'll just do that. Yeah, and that's a, that's a trial for me. I need to really sit and spend time with God and be like, God, what are you saying to me? No, through you know through this time that I'm giving to you. But again, it's having that motivate. One thing I really struggle with in life is motivation to do anything. So find the motivation to to spend that half an hour going through what almost feels like homework. Mm. And I was never good in school, so I never done homework. I understand about. that as well. Like yeah. I feel, yeah. I feel the same sometimes when it comes yeah. to yeah. doing something that it's like it's alright if you want to sit and listen to worship music, yeah. or if you want to read the Bible if you're mm-hmm. on a chord. But when it's when Aye. it feels like you're having to do something for mm, yeah, for a reason. Yeah. But, it's like, ugh, I didn't do homework in school for the whole six years I was there. No. But, so, getting that feeling, oh, I'm doing homework, man. I could just say, oh, I didn't go. I mean, for example, last week. Last week, uh, last week's martial life, I didn't do any of it. And I said, I said well, I'm not gone because I've not done anything. And there's no point in me gone. But again, this is where it comes into being surrounded by Christian friends. So, Simon came and 
So just, just you, you know, you'd rather be there in the meeting mm-hmm. than not be there at all. Yeah. So yeah, I think the the biggest trial and the biggest mm, ick for me is that the motivation to do anything, even 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 just getting out of bed, to be honest, and and can okay, that's it, but it's really hard. And when I've I've dedicated my time to try to do this master life course, I'm dedicated this time to do different things. You know, I'm part of the worship team, so during the week I'm I'm doing schedules and you know things like that, and um. I've I've lost motivation to do that as well. You know, I'd do it on a Wednesday, but now I'm not doing it till the Saturday, mm. last minute. You know, I'd be sitting there on a Saturday at like three in the morning just doing it. <laughs> you know, like what, five hours before yeah. we need to go to church and rehearsing that. So I have been falling in terms of motivation and I have been trying, I'm been trying, I'm trusting God to, to deliver me from this. Do you know, I was, I've been in, like, like so I was saying, I've mm. also been in the same kind of space, but mm. just up until fairly recently, like I was still reading a chapter here and there. And, but what I was doing is, so see, see and sign that and, and listening about David, me and Amanda have been reading the story of David mm. and that through like one and two Samuel. And I've been praying for that wholehearted desire mm, that yeah. David had yeah. to serve the Lord, to get to know God, to have that relationship mm-hmm. with him. And I've been praying to thirst for him. Yeah. I know I thirst for him, but I've been praying to thirst for him more. Mm-hmm. And I want to thirst for the things that only he can quench. Yeah. I want to hunger for the things that only he can fulfill. I want to mm. long for just things yeah. that he can fill yeah, and yeah, rid yeah. my life of any distraction. That, yeah. I was getting told to cancel all my TV subscriptions and everything. Mm-hmm. I canceled Netflix. I canceled, uh, all my different uh, mm-hmm. TV subscriptions. I canceled, um, different like music editing software that I didn't need that it was yeah. distracting me. I just rid myself of everything. I had loads of, um, like YouTube videos that I used to watch. I don't yeah. watch them anymore. Yeah. Like I'm clearing out everything because mm. I think we're coming into a time mm-hmm. where people like us and people all across the globe are getting told, get into that Bible, yeah. learn it, know it, mm-hmm. know it by heart, meditate on mm-hmm. it all day. We have to be tooled up and we need to be ready to answer questions. Yeah. We need to be ready to debate people. We need mm-hmm. to be ready to teach people. Yeah. We need to be, we need to be God's chosen us to glorify him. Yeah, so yeah. what we do with our time is so important. And and I was That's clinging it, on yeah. to clinging on to mm. things myself. And I only recently mm. finally got rid of that last TV subscription that mm. I was holding on to. Mm-hmm. And just by honestly, just like I was saying earlier, pray for God to show you where to read in the Bible. Yeah. If it's not through that master life course, pray that he shows you somewhere else then mm. where he wants you to be. Mm-hmm. Pray for that guidance that mm. when you open your bible you know it's god speaking to you and then that'll build that hunger that'll mm. build that thirst and i man just keep praying for that i, I mean I, i'm quick enough to to my pals be like let's let's go into town let's have a good night i'm quick enough to jump up get a show i get ready and go into town but i'm not quick enough to get up and read the bible and, and spiritual and, attacks I want, man. I, I want to actually give you some words of encouragement through oh. that all because I really feel just sitting here that God showed me that he's got such a, an amazing plan for your life, right? Mm. Such an amazing purpose there. And the devil knows that. Mm. Yeah. And that's what that's where all these feelings of negativity, these mm. feelings of laziness, mm-hmm. these feelings of, these feelings of no passion, no desire to do the mm. things, the things that you actually really enjoy doing mm. when you do them. 
is the fact that the devil's not wanting you to do them. So yeah. if you can change mm. that, flip that energy mm. around and say, well, because today he doesn't want me to do this, this um, is my yeah. fight back. This yeah. is when mm. I take authority over this situation and mm. this is where I'm going to fight and prevail with the help of God mm. and for the gifts that he's given me. And yeah, we're all here for you. Aye. But you need, aye, and you believe in yourself that... I see what you're doing. I mm -hmm. see what the devil's doing. Yeah. I see the tricks and mm -hmm. the things that you're trying to do that you, the devil doesn't want you to prosper. He, he knows that if he can yeah. keep you in a state where you're not, where you're not doing the work of God mm. to be used mightily. Do you know what I mean? The dreams you've been having, all the things we shared that will come up mm. at another time. God's got a purpose for you. Mm -hmm. And when we recognize we've all got this purpose and when we recognize that, we understand where all these feelings of depression come from, these mm -hmm. feelings, of, it's the enemy coming out yeah. to attack you. Mm -hmm. And do you know what I mean? We need to be ready. So like like we were uh, saying, we're, we need to spiritually cleanse ourselves right now. Mm -hmm. We need to get ourselves in a place where we're, where we are not, living in the flesh we are yeah. living yeah. in the spirit yeah. so that when this fight comes when this fight's here when the fight is coming to us we're spiritually ready to meet them in the battlefield mm. and god will prevail at the Absolutely. end of the day god will prevail but we're not we're going to go through times the things are, that are coming and getting spoken about mm -hmm. are there's we're seeing every day new things that are coming new things that have been prophesied that things that are coming to pass and we need to be ready there's a yeah. generation now that are getting a fire built up inside them like never before i can feel it feel it and see it and i see the hunger in people mm. but the devil's out there the enemy's mm. out there trying to attack us as well i know the devil is is, is there and it's like what you said devil's on one shoulder angels on the other shoulder like last night at work i was i hit the lowest point I, I hit a tall this year to be honest in work and it was like i knew it was from the devil because i was looking at myself like after i'm not gonna go into like how i was feeling last night and and at work and what i was doing last night and all that but i knew after it like for example waking up the day it was like who was i mm. who was that's not me who no, was yeah. i i know that that's not from me that's from the devil so i'm i'm i'm, I'm aware that the devil is attacking yeah and it's going back to like i i then need to and anybody who's listening as well they feel the same that they, then you know that the devil's out attacking you at a certain moment or certain area whatever that we need to be putting on the full armor of god and we Amen. need to be saying, we need to be get, praying to God when we're going through that. And at the time now, I, I believe me, I know when you're going through trials and you're just, you're going through tough times that, I mean, for me, I don't, everybody's different. I don't know. But for me, it's hard to pray when, well, when you've lost the plot or, or when you've that's sang. because Satan's standing in front of you exactly, accusing you. Exactly. You, that's, that's when you need to, it's like we were saying mm -hmm. earlier, that's when you, that's when you need to immediately mm -hmm. repent and get back into yep, Christ. That's exactly. when you, you don't and, give and, him the time to accuse you in front of and the And sometimes that can be hard. But even, it doesn't have to necessarily be a massive 10 minute long prayer. It can be three words, God help me. And As long as you truly mean it. As long sincere. as you truly, exactly. As long as you truly mean it. He's going to help you. See, when you're talking about your your friends and, and mm -hmm. the paths that they're going down mm -hmm. and stuff, um, Psalm 1 came to mind. Mm. And aye, something, if it's for you, it's for mm. you. If it's not, it's no. But I felt Psalm 1 was coming to mind mm -hmm. when you were talking about your friends and, mm -hmm. and trying to be with them, but drinking and mm. try to evangelize and stuff. So if it speaks to you, mate, aye. hopefully aye. it does. But this is what came to my mind. Psalm 1, 
Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water Mm -hmm. that brings forth its fruit in season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Mm. I think it's, we Wait, need to be... That? Psalm... Psalm 1. Psalm 1. And we need to remove ourselves. Yeah. If you feel like the only time you can get is to be with them drinking, you take yourself out of drinking mm-hmm. and let them come to you or pray that God uses you in another way somewhere else with other people if need be. But if, if you're trying to get the mm. message out by condoning their actions, mm. by being with them when mm. they're in their actions and then partaking with them in that, yeah. then it's like Sai was saying earlier, when he felt like mm. a good thing came out of a bad situation, okay, sometimes a little bit of good can come from it, mm. but it's not where God wants you to yeah. be. He can still use it for his glory, but it's not where he wants you to be. That's he wants you standing, meditating on almost, his We're almost setting an example. If you know what totally, I mean, that's exactly yeah, it. That's exactly it. You know, you you want you want people to look at you and be like, "Wow, exactly." You can't have someone. Watch. You can't learn yeah. from someone that's a hypocrite. You can't absolutely. Say, exactly. You're telling us not to do this, but you're yeah, but you're doing it yourself. You're yeah. not. You're uh-huh. not setting leading by example. Exactly. We need to lead by example. We all need to do. We all. You need you, to you do really that. want people to look at you and be like, "Wow, something's different so, about him." Yeah. He stands out. Yeah. He's not doing this. He's living a godly life. And guess what? Everything he does works yeah everything he does prospers yeah, and they look at that like, i want this is that. the message i just got as well <laughs> now for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord mm. plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans mm. to give you hope and a future then you will call on me and come and pray to me and i will listen to you you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart i will be i will be found by you declares the lord that i will bring you back from captivity Mm. i will gather you from all the nations and places where i have banished you declares the lord and will bring bring you back to the place from which i carried you into exile Mm. amen it's amazing eh? it's it's so good god's logical plans eh (laughs) i feel like everything that's been said in this podcast is like bounced out (laughs) and then came in but honestly just praise the lord man praise the lord honestly i think uh if it's all right, maybe we'll pray for you, Daniel. Like yeah, just to wrap up in this yeah. this week. Um, two seconds. I'm gonna. Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for Daniel, Lord. I want to thank you for for him coming today, Father. I know that he's going through struggles in in his in his mind, Father. I know that there's a battle going on for the for Daniel's mind, Lord. I know that there's a spiritual warfare happening all around us, Father. I know that there's demons fighting to keep Daniel in this captivity, Father. As that verse was saying. But Father, we pray that you break the chains, Lord. We pray that you sever the ties, Father. We pray that you just cleanse him, purify him, sanctify him, lead him away from this, Father. Let him stand in the path of the righteous, Father. Plant him like a tree next to these streams, Lord, where everything he does will prosper, Father. Give him motivation, inspire him, strengthen him, Father. Let Christians around him strengthen him, Father. Let us bounce off each other, sharpen each other as iron, Father. And I pray that when Daniel feels these these feelings of of whether it's can't be bothered whether it's whatever it might be or whether it's just doesn't want to do it because it feels too much at home or whether it feels like stress or whatever it might be father that he would see that these are these scenarios where there's a devil and an angel on his shoulder he would find himself at these crossroads father and he would see that he's at a crossroads and he would know it and it would become 
second nature to him. I know what's going on here and I know what to do. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus Christ. Rebuke it in the name of Yeshua, yeah. Father. We pray that he would see this spiritual discernment, spiritual wisdom, Father. You pour it out on him in abundance, Father, and that your will be done for Daniel's life, Father. We pray that if there's anything lingering around Daniel, Father, that be cut off in the name of Yeshua, Father. We pray if there's any spiritual forces at work over him, Father, fighting for him, that they would flee in your presence, Father. They would know that he's a child of God. He's been marked as a child of God, Father, and that he's saved in you, Father. Remain in him as he remains in you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Oh, praise the Lord. Oh. <laughs> uh, aye, so... Um, that's good. That's over a wee hour there. It's ah, not bad. I feel like I could keep going, man. But right. yeah, what time? What time is it? Eh, uh, twenty past six. Aye, aye. aye we need oh, to go. Mate, we need. Oh, we're really late. Okay, oh, so dude. just for listening, guys, uh, we're actually super late for our wee meeting tonight. Uh, we hope you have a great week. Aye, get in touch if you have any questions or comments. Blessings, blessings, blessings. Adios.